Good morning, lovely people. It is Tuesday, February 28th. The sky is falling. The woes of GCU basketball and its passionate fans persisted as GCU only managed to score 13 points in the first half against Seattle U, a stretch too detrimental to overcome. With its fourth loss at home, seventh in conference play, and 11th overall, GCU basketball is eyeing what could possibly be its earliest exit in WAC tournament play in its short history as a Division I program. We may all be disappointed with the Lopes, but we have plenty to talk about. Thank you for tuning in as a new episode of Win the WAC 2.0 starts now. Big bucket by McMillan for three. Dishes out the block for three. Good! Harrison. Up high. Put back by the corner. Push back up. So I just became an ambassador for a basketball clothing brand. It's called no Bigger way. Than Basketball. Really? And yeah, no, and I, I thought it was a really a really cool thing because for every hundred dollars that they sell in merchandise, they donate a basketball to Hoops for Kids, which is a charity organization that teaches life skills and in like you know mentoring <laughs> through basketball in Israel and Kenya. So I was I was really stoked on that. I I found out about them through one of my colleagues, I guess through our league. His name's Andy Harrell. He had this sweatshirt. It says uh, BTB, so bigger than basketball. And on the back, it says um, too busy getting buckets. And yeah. I was like, hey, that's a cool sweatshirt. And he's like, yeah, it's called bigger than basketball. And I was like, all right, cool. So I looked it up and they have an ambassador program. And I was like, sick. So I'm I'm hitting that up. If you use code Coach K in their shop, you get 10% off. And I guess I get 10% of the earnings, but I don't really care about the earnings. I just think it's really cool that they are, you know, donating to a charitable organization, especially one that has to do with basketball and, and, you know, kids in Israel and in Kenya. I think that's super cool. So I'll also put a link out on the Twitter. I'll put one up on Instagram. I'll put one on my Instagram and stuff like that. And I have a, I have a sweatshirt coming in soon. So I'll probably post some stuff on Instagram with that. And if anybody thinks it's cool, go ahead and take a look at it. But they're already on the store about to buy one. You are. Hey, oh, you yeah. use code coach K. So <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. The other one that I really like on there, it's a, uh... Oh shoot. There's one where it's a basketball on the back and it has like family attitude and... family. Yep, yeah. That, yep, one looks, that. that one's cool. That one's it's funny. Sweet. I was thinking, I was like, yo, is that a Brooklyn Nets sweatshirt? <laughs> Cause it kind of one... looks like that. Yeah. The other one that I like, it says, I'm sorry. I outworked you. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That was, that was the first one I saw. And I was like, Oh, oh man. Like, wow. No, these are there, really cool. Uh, there's, there's also a pair of shorts that says, yeah, if you're guarding, guarding me, me, it's too late. late. And it's, and it's in the, the, it's Drake in the same album. font. It's like the same font as the Drake album. Yeah. Yep. No, these are, there's some good stuff out here, guys. As, as someone who didn't know about this until two minutes ago, uh, there's some cool <laughs> stuff. Check it out. Absolutely. Connor, we are in the throes of Griffin tennis season. Yes, sir. Let's go. One week, one week from today is our first match. And um, I'll be honest, for a while there, I, I was a little I was a little worried as as every good coach is you have you have early in the season, those first couple weeks of practice, you think like we might like this might be a tough, you know, you ever have those feelings of like this might be tough. Sure. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was. And so we were we were practicing um, in surprise where we always practice. And uh, were you we're practicing like, like over at Surprise City Park? No, at the, there's a huge tennis center there. Were you at? Uh, is it Paseo? No, no, no. Surprise Racket Center is a that's, huge park. Yeah, in yeah. Surprise. That's at City Park. That's it's right li- next to Ottawa. Yeah, that's literally like not even a mile from my house. Really? It's like two blocks from our house down there. No way. But yeah, we're surprised. We're practicing, and on the courts next to us, there's a match going on, and it's like uh, Odyssey. Uh, okay. Odyssey and Kingman are playing. Um. And Odyssey's in our, they're in our section. So like, we're going to play them. Actually, we're going to play them like in two weeks. Um, 
And so I was kind of keeping an eye on that of like, all right, let's see how Odyssey is because we, we have them. And so I'm watching, I'm watching like these two boys play from like Kingman and Odyssey. And I'm thinking like, man, like these guys, like these guys do not look very good. <laughs> and, and so I was like, and I like, I was just thinking like, oh, that's tough. And then I, I was like, I bet, but I was, I thought, I thought I was like, these are probably just like their sixes, right? Like these are like, this is their, their number six players. And it turns out it was their ones. Oh no. And so I was just like, later on, I, I found that out. And when I found that I was floored, but we, we get to like our courts, we start, we start doing our, our drills and like, we're hitting. And like, honestly, the team's having a pretty good day. Like they just like, they're just looking really good in drills. And I, at one point I look over because we have like bleachers there kind of between the course where our matches are and the, the Odyssey Kingman matches. And I look over and the Odyssey and Kingman coach are both just standing there watching us practice. Oh my God. Like they're not watching their team's match anymore. They're watching us practice. And so at the end of our drill, we're like picking up balls and I kind of walk over to him and they're like, Hey, are you guys a high school? (laughs) <laughs> oh no no, no <laughs> yeah no, no, they're no. like hey are you guys a high school and i was like uh-huh and they're like which high school and i was like glendale prep and and i saw the odyssey coach's eyes just go like dude no, no. yeah like, and the <laughs> kingman coach and we don't play we don't play kingman but the kingman coach was like hey you guys are looking pretty sharp <laughs> and that's like that's like that's like our team inside joke now because like the players heard him say that so they you guys are looking pretty like, sharp that's like hey we're looking pretty sharp guys <laughs> we were like we were just dying that the, like the two coaches in these other schools were just watching you guys practice. a high school oh my yeah. god so i'm dude. feeling i'm feeling much better now they're like taking notes on what to do well, to practice no, I, like I what, what drills he didn't to know do. if it was like an actual team or if it was like clinic because like like sure. players like so we just like we were just looking good man we were looking we were looking sharp yes we're looking um, sharp <laughs> but but yeah and then he he did tell me he's like hey i'm gonna do a like, couple of those drills i saw you do i'm like take i'm, I'm gonna start doing those and i was like hey i appreciate it man you gotta do what you gotta do make it a but little it, bit more competitive it made, me, it made me feel very good as a coach but it also made me feel very good about the team very but, validating for you that's awesome yeah. dude yeah man it's pretty sweet <laughs> you guys are high school they're, they're like are you guys the ottawa university team yeah well yeah it's like no we're at yeah, we're, we're ottawa yeah no we have some solid we're gonna be solid um good but yeah first first games in a week we're playing rancho solano and they're usually uh they're usually pretty decent so that's right next to cicero really yeah like a block oh it's crazy we're playing cicero too those are, are our first two games actually yeah oh, right on yeah be nice. Be nice to those Cicero kids. You guys hey, probably you probably was, beat them, but say, I don't be think nice. we will. We'll oh yeah, we'll be nice. We'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be easy on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know who isn't looking sharp. I, I do know who's not. It was a great, great transition, Connor. You know who's not looking sharp. It's the team that scheduled a nonsense game on Wednesday so that they it's, can. It's the team that this entire thing, matches. this entire podcast is about. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, do you want to do a, a questionable scenario? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Imagine a world where GCU is nationally relevant and gets selected to host ESPN's college basketball game day on the last Saturday morning of the regular season. Are you going to try and attend? And if so, what would you put on your poster board sign? Well, I guess the obvious answer here, and this is kind of a cop but the obvious answer is like some funny insult about how we're better than whatever team we're playing, you know? Sure, sure. Um, So I guess like that's kind of an obvious one. Um, I also just think like private Christian affordable would be really funny. <laughs> just like really funny. I don't know. Um, I think the, the, I would tell you what I wouldn't do the, the cringe thing that I always see is like some sort of like acronym of like ESPN and like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I, that is cringe. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, it is pretty cringe. So I don't know. I, yeah, it would probably be some like goofy joke about how. New Mexico is not a state or whatever. <laughs> New Mexico <laughs> is a state, though. I know. No, but that's that's like that's actually. The like, U, how about Utah Valley? That was Utah kind of like, is no, not a valley. That was kind of that was kind of the meme of when we played New Mexico State because we would always say that about like whenever it's like someone's state, it's like they're not Boise State. Not yeah. state. yeah, Boise's not a state. So we like had done that for several games, and then when we played New Mexico State. We just like kept saying that as a joke, like New Mexico, New Mexico is, is not, not a, state, a state, but it actually is a state. <laughs> But it's really like we had signs. Like, so I'm it's ironic. Sure signs. 
at that game that said like New Mexico. Oh, I had a sign. State, which is I like, had a sign that I made, lady. and it was hashtag Lopes Nation, and it was an outline of the United States with the GCU GCU logo that. inside of it, and it excluded New Mexico. <laughs> And somebody from yeah. the media team from GCU came and took a picture of it, and it was on the GCU Lopes Instagram and Facebook the next day, or maybe that night. Yeah, I, was I like, remember that. That's it was sick. Awesome. But yeah, no, New Mexico is not a state. In case you were wondering, it's right. It's right there with Wyoming. New Mexico is not a state. It doesn't exist. You know, now that you bring up the the cliche, <laughs> stupid, annoying ESPN signs, I think I've figured out what I wanted mine yeah. to be. I was kind of brainstorming all day after writing this down. So I'm thinking started from the bottom and it's a picture of oh. like your kneecaps getting busted. <laughs> oh, now we're okay. here and it's like an ESPN symbol. <laughs> Man. Knee- all right. Busters. <laughs> or maybe just a picture of me with a wheelchair. Do you know what time it is, Zach? Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. Do, do you want to do you want to do the honors this time? Is it trivia time? It's trivia time. You are currently 8 and 3 on the season. I am 5 and 6. It's an absolute embarrassment. Oh, but uh I you know what? I'm going to I'm going to start us off. I'm going to build my confidence cuz I'm pretty sure you're not going to get this one. That's fine. So, you're going to get mine. Okay, sweet. All right. Yeah. Hey, so the Lopes made history on Friday. <laughs> this is, cannot be good. <laughs> they oh, made history with their good. 13 point first half. The least amount of points in a half oh in a GCU loss. <laughs> Before Friday's abysmal showing, 15 oh, yeah. was the fewest amount of points a GCU team had scored in one half in a loss. What game was it? Is it okay? Is it a D1 era game? It is a D1 era game. Okay. Because it's not a D1 era game, then I, I simply refuse to guess. I, I um, wouldn't have asked you if it wasn't. Okay. Uh dude. So you said we scored 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Used to be the record of lowest points scored and a half for GCU in a loss. So until, until uh until, until Friday this. happened. Okay, understandable, understandable. Um and I'm I not don't giving have any idea. I'm not giving you any hints because if the only hints I can give you would literally just give it away. Yeah, I have no idea what it like. I can't think of any game that has been catastrophic. Is it a Dan Marley era game? I don't know if I want to answer that question. Well, if it's not, then like, then like it's from the last two years probably, and I should know. Or it's yeah, like if it's not, it's from the last two years. I I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I give up. You're giving up. What is it? Yeah. What is it? What's so it the, was not a Dan Marley era game. So you've okay. already lost. By the way, it was not okay. a Dan Marley era game. Does that okay. make it easier for you? Um. Let me. Since I've already lost, let me just look at the 2021, 2022 schedule and see if I can guess. You bet. Based off you of bet. the schedule. Uh. Okay. I've seen a lot of barn burners. Um. <laughs> Typical GCU fashion. Yeah. Oh, we played Ottawa University. That's crazy. Ooh, we beat we we beat San Fran game at the foot was was pretty low, low scoring, but I actually think I was at that game and I think we we won, won that game. More. Correct. We did. We won, but it was forty nine forty eight. Um, Yikes, dude! I, I I didn't remember it being that low scoring. Yeah, it was it was low scoring. Um, it was a good game though. Uh, dude, I just can't. Okay. Uh, what was the first year of Bryce Drew? Was it 2021, 2020, 2021, the, the tournament year? Yep, tournament year. It's not that season. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea then. I have literally no idea. January 20th, 2022 at Stephen F. Austin. The score was 31 to 32 at half. GCU proceeded to score 15 points in the second half to Stephen F. Austin's 39. Losing seventy one forty six, in a half, not in the first half. Oh, in a half. Okay, yeah, hey, man, that is tricky. Before that, uh, it was sixteen at Kentucky. GC was down sixteen to forty three at half. <laughs> lost. Um, lost. Kentucky that game. was was Kentucky fifteen sixteen. 
this would have been 2014. So it it doesn't say on here that Kentucky was ranked, but they certainly could have been. GCU lost that game by 40, though. I remember remember actually that game. You do? Oh, really? Yep. I don't remember that uh, one. I remember at Louisville, and I remember at Duke, but I do not remember at Kentucky. I was a junior. Yep. I was preparing for the school play. Okay. And I was sitting backstage watching... Like watching the like ESPN feed update of, of us just getting absolutely blown out. I don't remember nice. just being sad backstage. Pain. Not a lot to expect there, I would say though. No. All right, hit me it. with this. I need to get to five hundred. Okay, you you should get this one. Um. Uh, Grand Canyon lost to Seattle on Friday, and I hate absolutely everything on the planet. Um. What's the last time the GCU lost at home to Seattle? I actually don't know that one. It's like it's like not super. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's like it's not like obvious, but like it's not super recent. It's not. And if I recall correctly, you know, actually, my first guess would be two thousand nineteen. The final year of the Dan Dan Marley era, but if it wasn't that, it would have been before you and I were in school. It's it's not in 2019. We we barely pulled it out. We won we won 80 to 77. Really, we had no business doing that. We we snuck it out, and then we lost by six on the road. The only the only year that I can imagine we did it that we lost to Seattle U at home while we were in college would have been my freshman year. Been our freshman year because. I didn't go to a ton of games that year. 16, 17. Yeah, 16, we also 17. barely snuck that one out. 61, we? 59. We I'm barely gonna... snuck it out at home, and then we also won on the road. I'm going to guess it was... It would have been our junior year of high school, is my guess. So, 14, 2000... 15? Yeah, 2014, 15. That's my guess. Uh, In 14, 15, we... We won by 13. It was 15-16, our senior year of high school. Really? We lost by two. Yeah. The year we and beat that, New Mexico I State. Think, yeah, and that's our only loss ever at home to Seattle U. So this is now our second Ouch. home loss to Seattle. Ouch. Ouch. Yes. Dang it, dude. You, you had me you had me excited. I thought I was going to get it. It was a lot harder Sorry. than I expected. It's okay. Yeah, my bad. All right. Well, and... you moved to eight and four, and I moved to five and seven. I have another good one for you for uh, the next episode. Nice so, all right. Uh, you actually might get that one, but I, I it's actually kind of a I cool so. one. All righty. Let's hop into the Seattle game, Zach. Did you watch the game? Well, um, again, this is another instance where I find that I'm a lot less miserable if I don't watch the game live. So, I, I didn't watch it on Friday. Um, I, I had, I was actually at an event known as, as the Epic Cycle. The Epic Cycle. The Epic Cycle at our school. So were um, you guys like all riding bikes or something? No, it's, um, in, in, it's, so essentially what it is, is it's like, we have like, it's like a lock-in. Oh. Um, but that sounds the middle horrible. Epic cycle. That so it's, horrible. It's a, it, no, it's a lock-ins are awesome. Dude, it's sick. With middle schoolers, um, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't all night. So the middle school. Oh, okay, not, okay. Not okay. Overnight, the middle school one. We don't do an overnight lock-in with the middle schoolers. It only goes to like ten p.m. Um, but it was the middle school epic cycle, and it was like Norse mythology themed. So we had like, it's like it's like an epic, right? So it's like themed after like a particular mythology, oh. and then it's oh. just like I don't know. So we do like we had like I don't know. See when you say epic cycle, my mind goes to like bicycle, bicycle circuits. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, like riding around the gym or something. <laughs> no, we we read some we read some Norse mythology. I was oh. we had a blast. Wow. We a lot of basketball. Okay, there we, there you go, there you go. We, I was in the I was I was on gym duty because they know me well, um, and so I was just in charge of all the kids with the basketballs. There um, you go. There there is a moment. It was like still. I just think like this is one of the funniest things that ever happened. These two sixth graders who I have never, like, I kid you not, have never seen before, before this moment, 
came up to me and they're like the littlest kids I've ever seen, like the absolute tiniest sixth graders ever. And they come up to me. I'm talking to like someone else and I'm like standing at the three point line and they come up to me with a basketball and they're like, can you make it from here? And without even, <laughs> without even acknowledging them, like I didn't, I, I like with, without, so I continued my conversation. I just took the ball and shot it. And then like, just like to kind of like do it. But then I like swished it and I like nice. didn't acknowledge them. And they had the look of like, you know, in the Incredibles. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. It was that. It was that moment. <laughs> they were like, oh, they were like losing their mind, dude. It was the greatest. It was like one of the coolest things ever. Because I was like, I just like, I am a god to these children now. <laughs> you got that wet, that wet three point J, and those dude, kids no, are just like was, imagining you crazy. holding a car above your head. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was insane, man. The next time a ball wow. touched their touched your hands, they were just standing there, like looking at you, and you're like, "What are you waiting well, we, for?" Well, we played Something a game of knockout later. We played a game. We played knockout later, and I lost oh, both games. Geez. And both games, I got eliminated by the same sixth grade girl. Oh, geez, dude, she's That's really embarrassing, good, though. Her, dude. Um, it is a little embarrassing, but she's also <laughs> a kid that I, I teach. And she's awesome. Her her dad is actually like one of the oh man, like her dad's like high higher up in like United States basketball. Gotcha. Really? Yeah. I think he like he like does stuff with the US national teams and like organize like all sorts of tournaments for like and NBA and NCAA. Um Jeez, so they're dude. like a they're like a higher up basketball family. So they're all like really good basketball players. Okay. So so it's just um, in her so blood. Like, so yeah, it's just in her blood. She's she, just, she's just too good. She got that dog in her. She does. She do. Yeah. But she's crazy. Um, she owned me. She got me out twice and then she she made fun of me today. Like, remember when I beat you in bump out? Remember when I beat you in, you in the halls? I was like, okay. Yeah. No, in my class and literally oh, in geez. class. I was like, all right. Remember when I sent you to the office? No. Yeah. <laughs> she asked for uh, your lunch money and everything too. Dude, my, she might as put well. Your, put your hand in the toilet. Yeah, man. Just start bullying you, bro. I will say my favorite thing of the night was so part of this was I, I knew in the back of my mind the Lopes game was going on. And okay. I just thought, like, I'm not gonna check, I'm not gonna check my phone. Like, I don't care. Like, I mean I do care, but like I'm not gonna check. I'm not gonna like because what's gonna happen is I'm gonna check and I'm gonna see that it's close and I'm gonna wanna watch it. And yep. like I'm just not doing that. I gotta like do this thing, right? So Or I'm you're like, gonna I check and just... see that they're getting their brains blown out. Right. And, and then they're gonna be, be pissed, pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just not gonna watch. I'm not gonna check. I don't care. And so I, I didn't check my phone until probably 10 p.m. when it was over long after the Lopes because it was a, it was a seven o'clock game. Right. So like long after the Lopes game's over. Did you see my text first or did I, you check, no, the, so, check the So the first, first thing. No, no, no. The first thing I saw was your text, um, which <laughs> is it's funny because we talked about this. You, me and John Mark, we talked about this on the last episode of how we are just split merchants and how scheduling yep. that Wednesday game has doomed us all. Um, <laughs> but you said. At 8.55, you said, hey, next time we have only one game in a week, we shouldn't schedule a second. So I saw that, and I thought, like, oh, that means we lost. And so at 10.05, over an hour after the game ended, I said, did we lose? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it turns out we we did. You didn't, we... Uh, you didn't respond to that for an hour and a half, but it turns out we did, in fact, lose. <laughs> so um, we suck butt. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. We we definitely we do be losing. That was um, yeah. I was actually at the game. I, yeah, I'm brought, sorry. Same superintendent. I brought him down. He uh he and his family were taking a tour at GCU the next day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because his his son is interested in attending GCU, and so right. his son still had school. He's going to be transferring in, or you know, might be transferring in. And so his son and his wife didn't fly in until after the GCU game on Friday night. So it was just him yeah. and I, and then Ryan came with us and it was dude, it was so embarrassing. Cause like I said, he's a really good coach. He loves, he loves basketball and knows the game so well. And it was just so embarrassing being like, yep, this is the team I cheer for. We got 13 I points and a half. <laughs> yeah, I love this team to death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the yeah, this, this is was, what I this is what all of my emotions ride on is this team's performance. <laughs> yeah. I have, it's funny because I have a friend um I have a friend who's a, a Vikings fan and yeah. he doesn't like 
really like know about or like he knows about GCU. He doesn't like watch GCU, but he sees my tweets about GCU. And he did one time ask me to respond. He's like, "Hey, it sounds like the it sounds like GCU is the Vikings." And I'm really sorry. <laughs> and the more I realize it, the more I realize like, yeah, GCU is the Vikings. <laughs> no, they're always like they're always like there, but they're not quite. Yeah. They're like there, they're like good, kinda, but they're not great. And they win a lot, but even the games they win are excruciating. Yes, yes. That's what the Vikings are, and that's what the Lopes are. It's so funny that you say that because the GCU blowing the kneecaps meme, you know, that came from a Vikings meme that my brother sent me because my brother's a Vikings fan. So it correlates. It correlates. So very similar. Um, (laughs) it is it is funny though how like earlier in the season we like had these jokes of like every game's a kneecap buster and we're just a bunch of split merchants. And then it's actually just continued to be true the entire season. Like, I think that's genuinely crazy. If you would have told me in the middle of January, like, Hey, we actually are going to split every series for the whole season. I would like not believe it. Like, even though that was the meme, I would not believe that we would actually do that. And we are one, we're one series split away from doing that. And two games of which in that series, you know, the only two games in that series we are projected to lose. So yeah, hey, we'll I'm get we'll get to that what, next week or next. I'm gonna tell episode, you though. what we're projected to lose both. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're gonna win one because you know who yeah. we are. You know who we are. We're gonna win one of those games. <laughs> we're the Grand Canyon Purple Split Merchants, bro. Come on, that's what I'm saying. We're splitting <laughs> that, that series. Yeah, and dude. That hope. Seattle game, I dude, I it was we gotta hope that we we get yeah. Man, I, I just don't really like thinking about it or talking about it. Everything like leading up to the game was awesome. So here's what happened. So we flew in, my boss and I, we flew in Thursday night. And the next morning, he, Ryan, and I went to the 2A and 3A state championships. Or not state championships, but the semifinals. Oh. And they were at, at nice. the yeah. Madhouse on McDowell, you know? The veterans yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to watch so, the Cougs lose. Yeah, I got to watch the Cougs lose. There were six dunks in that game. There was more dunks in that game than the GCU game. There, there was a sweet overhead lob um, against the Cougs. Sorry, I'm watching. I got a live notification on Instagram just now that I thought was yeah. really weird. That Gabe McLaughlin and Walter Ellis just went live. Should we pull it up, dude? Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> they. They're like there's like they're like selling merch. I'm trying to see what it is. Well, but maybe they should like Walt, maybe maybe Walter Ellis. Maybe Gabe McLaughlin should, you know, send me the merch that I purchased. Hey, that hasn't come in yet. No, oh, it's man. been in like pre shipping for the longest time. It, I feel like it does take a while. I I want to say it took me a while to get mine, but gotcha. Yeah. Hey, um, so well, you ready to just like. I know it's like our job and whatever. You want to like talk about the game. <laughs> I know it's Zach, like painful. Zach, what's to but... talk about, dude? What's well, to talk about? We to scored talk about... 13 and... points in the so half. There, there's, there's at least one thing to talk about. There's two things to talk about, and they're both going to make me sad. There's, Sorry, there's three things to talk about. They're all going to make me sad. Here's, here's what it is. Seattle actually played bad. Oh, yeah. Terrible. So I'm going to just give you some stats. Keep in mind that this is a game in which Seattle beat GCU by double digits. All right. Yeah. All the things I'm about to say occurred in a game in which this team who did this beat us by double digits. Let's start with the fact that Grigsby didn't even play. Yep. One of their top two players, maybe yep. arguably top three. So it's like Tyson and Grigsby have kind of been the guys and, and then Schumacher, Schumacher has been kind of rising. Right. So like those are their top three. Grigsby didn't even play. Okay. That's one. Cameron Tyson went six for 17 from the field. Yep. Four for 12 from three. 22 points, but 22 points off of a really inefficient 17 shots. Alex Schumacher went five for 21 from the field. All for four from three. 10 points. This team shot 32% from three. from the field, 75% from the line. They had double digit turnovers and they beat us by 11. That's it. Stop talking. 
you're making, it's, you're making it so much worse. It's really no, it's really bad. It's like the exact opposite of the last game where I feel like I feel like when we went to Seattle, we played pretty well and Schumacher just went crazy and we kind of choked it at the end, but it was like, hey, we played pretty well. They just had a nutso performance. This it feels like they played horrible and we like we suck. I don't know. This was really discouraging. Yeah, no kidding, dude. It was terrible. Hey, the I guess there's only one bright spot though, and I and I think this leads into who we should name the player of the game, even though I don't want to name anybody the player of the game. Gabe McLaughlin hit yeah. a thousand points for the career. True. He so, also had another double double. So good for him. So yeah, Gabe McLaughlin mm-hmm. once again, third time in a row, player of the game. Congrats. Congratulations. Hey, you, the question needs to be asked. Okay. Is is something wrong with Ray Harrison? I just think shots weren't falling for him. It, he, he looked like he was playing the same as always, trying to get to the free throw line. Didn't really get yeah. to the free throw line. Right. Yeah. And when you couple that, when you couple that with him not hitting some of those, you know, marquee shots that he hits once in a while, or like the fadeaway contested shot from mid range, you know, that, that just, that looks like an, a really bad game for him. And it was, you know, he, how many points did he score? Uh, 19. Ray Harrison had 19, had 19 points. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like he had four. I know. No, but that's, I guess that's what I mean. It's like, that's, I think this is a testament to how good Ray Harrison has been this season that he just scored 19 in a game and we're asking what's wrong with him. And, and so maybe, maybe that's the thing, right? Is maybe we've just been relying on him too much, right? How many games have we been bailed out of because Ray Harrison goes for 30 or 35? A couple, right. two, yeah. Uh, s- s- the Sam Houston game comes to mind. Yeah, I know there's a couple others, but it's it is like it is realistic that like yeah, Harrison scoring 19 should be enough. It should be. Um, we, we didn't, didn't like, dude. Our bench was our bench is not it, man. We, I don't. We know. don't have a lot of depth. And, yeah, and you that, know that's what? I I vowed I vowed that I wasn't gonna do it. I vowed that I wasn't gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to beat around it a little bit. (laughs) We can't finish inside Zach. Yeah. And by we, I mean, you know, I didn't say that. I did. He had two points in 21 minutes on three shots. What? All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to just say this is, this is as a Suns fan. When I, when I watch this, I see. I see DeAndre Ayton, which is, I, I I think this thought, this is what I used to think about DeAndre Ayton a few years ago. He's gotten, he's gotten a better because I think he's developed like a mid range game. So he's, he was like, he used to just be kind of like, just like a, a shut rim protector and a pick and roll guy. But like genuinely how on earth as a center, like how do you play 21 minutes of basketball and shoot three times? And catch the ball. I dude, I here's the thing. How like, many that is really touches, crazy? How many paint touches did he have? Because he got the balls frequently inside the paint. Yeah. And the and the problem is is he gets there, he catches the ball, and he he turns and faces up sometimes, and then he'll ball fake, and then he'll get it right. stripped, and then he'll grab it again and he'll put yeah. it back up, and then he, it's he it, had but the he, rebound and get has, it stripped away. He had no assists and he had no turnovers. So it's not like he's giving up those shots to be a playmaker, right? He's not Draymond Green where he's like, where he's like scoring 12, but with 10 assists and nine rebounds. Like, no, yeah, he's just like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what his role is on the offensive end. Dude, you would just like to see him go up and dunk it. You know, even if he gets it blocked, at least he's like trying, bro. Yeah, it's tough. It's really hard. And I feel bad because like he is solid defensively. The yeah. Lopes, however, they looked like they were just chasing the ball the entire game. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I was incredibly, incredibly disappointed with the performance in that game. I don't know. I feel worse about that than I did about Tarleton. That's I was going to say this. This reminds me of Tarleton. Um. The thing about GC, this is like, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on. Normally, GCU is due for one game like that a year. 
You know what I mean? Like GC two or three do, though. Yeah, we've this is our third. I would say this is three. I would say Tarleton, mm-hmm. UTRGV, yep. and now this. Yep. GCU always has one game. And like, you know, like that will happen. This is college basketball. Teams can lose games. Like teams can lose to anyone on any given night. GCU is bound for one game a year where we lose to someone who's really bad or like choke away a home game or like get blown out on the road. Like, like stuff like that happens. This has happened three, three times this season. And now and now it's happened in actually back-to-back weeks. Both this and is, this is both not the home. this is not the time of year to be doing that. Yeah. This this yeah. needs to be the time of year where we're ramping up, getting right. ready we have to a road make stand, a run in the tournament. And we have a road stand that's hard. We have a hard road stand coming up. Exactly. This is dude, I, I hate to be dire straits about this, but things are not looking great. Nope. I am absolutely not confident whatsoever that GCU is gonna win even one game in the WAC tournament. Yeah. Well, we're gonna probably play uh gosh, UTRGV. <laughs> Revenge. Yeah, I mean, I we'll I get Dima's so. a door this time, bro. Dima's a door. Come on, dude. This is. Oh, uh, I don't want to ask this question. Oh, we're about to start a dialogue. <laughs> we are about to start a dialogue, a narrative. In go. fact, here we go. Bryce Drew, in his first season as the head coach of the Grand Canyon University Antelopes, won the WAC championship. Yeah. And led the boys to March Madness, the big dance, for the first time in program history. The following yeah. year, last year. Won 20, 20 some games, you know, looked okay, kind of fizzled in conference, ran into the juggernaut of Teddy Allen, Jabari Rice, and New Mexico State in the semifinals. Actually showed out pretty well against them, better than they had in conference play. And you know, just came up short this year. Significantly worse is next year. A hot seat year for Bryce drew. Yes. Okay. I don't think this year is, I don't think he's on the hot seat right now. No, no. I, I think I'm, I'm with I you think, there. I think an 18 or 19 win season next year is, is a dangerous place for Bryce drew to be. Here's yeah. what I will say. Um, I grew up as an ASU fan. My my family, my whole family went to ASU. We're, we're from Phoenix. Sorry about um, that. We yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and and there was a coach, um, uh, Bill Frieder, coached a long time at ASU. And my dad was always my dad. My dad's a huge ASU fan, and he always says this. By the way, uh, shout out to ASU. It was the happiest I've ever seen. Like my dad in probably the twenty five years that I've been alive was when ASU <laughs> hit the full court buzzer beater to beat U of A uh, this week last weekend and and put them officially on the bubble. Um, Dude, that was pure dad, net. That my dad had written off shot. the season. He had written off the season. It was over. Bobby, uh, Bobby Hurley's got to, got to go. He's, he's gone. Uh, and then the miracle, the, um, yeah. Um, there's a nickname for it. I, I can't remember. There's like, there's, there's something they call the shot. There's like a name. The for miracle the shot. at McHale. No, it's something <laughs> like that. Um, um, but yeah, so th- that was awesome. Um, what what Bill Frieder used to do is his ASU coach. My dad would always say, and I think this is true, which is Bill Frieder is a great recruiter, but Bill Frieder is not a good coach. And so because he was a great recruiter, ASU would always have good teams, but they would never actually do any damage. Like they'd always be a team that's really talented and then they beat a top 25 team in the preseason. And you'd be like, this team's really awesome. And then they'd end up being a seven seed and losing in the second round. And like, that's just always what they were, which Sounds like not like bad, Dan Marley. right? Yeah. And, and so I guess the thing is, right, right, is like that's Dan Marley, right? Dan Marley is as much crap as we gave him. Dan Marley is an NBA superstar who people know and love and his name recruits really well. And that's always what we said. He was a great hire for the Lopes in that transition. And I, I know I've been really critical about of Dan Marley, but this has always been true, which is it, it was a really smart hire in the transition to division one. You, I mean, you need to be able to recruit at a division one level and you need a name like Dan Marley to make that happen. Think of all the guys that we got through Dan Marley, you yeah. know, no great, super talented guys. Alessandro Laver, one of the best slopes that's ever done it. You know, Tim and Mike yeah. Finke, who else? Dwayne Russell. He was a transfer Russell, from Northern, yeah. transfer from Northern Arizona. Um, who else did we have? Trey Dreschel. 
grad yeah. grad student from a lot of Oregon. good grad crunchers. Yeah, we we got a lot of guys through Dan Carlos Johnson. Yeah, so, so I, I think what we've person. seen that first year, Bryce Drew. What what we what we saw is the perfect combination, which is we got Dan Marley's excellent recruiting, and then we let Bryce Drew, who's the better coach in my opinion, yep, coach the team, and so we got. The still the really high recruiting from Marley coached by a better coach. And we saw that upgrade mixed in with obviously New Mexico state kind of had a nightmare of a year and um, mixed in and, with, and we, Asbury and we guard coming in. Yeah. And he was awesome. Right. But what I guess what I'm seeing is it, it does seem like we're not recruiting over the past two years. It does seem like we're not recruiting as well as we were in the Dan Marley era. And so, well, I, I don't think that, like, for example, I would not say, like, oh, Bryce Drew's not a good coach. I think I still think that Bryce Drew is a really good coach. Yep. I still think Bryce Drew is a much better coach than Dan Marley. But it, it is evident to me that Dan uh, that Bryce Drew cannot recruit in the way that Dan Marley could. And and that part of that's just his name, right? Uh, Dan Marley, people know Dan Marley, Thunder Dan, especially, like, Arizona people. Yep. Um, and that just brings so, me to the so point. Why didn't we hire Rick Pitino? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> scandal. Dude, scandal. Maybe shmandle. we're his upgrade after Iona. What? Maybe Sorry. We're the upgrade after it. We're the Dude, upgrade after Iona. That would be a move down, not a linear after he move. Takes 14 seated Gales to the Sweet 16 this year. He's gonna go. He's gonna go to like Alabama and take the place of their coach, who's gonna get fired for letting a murderer play. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was. I'm just. I'm just. I'm that, yeah. No, that, no. I. That does I don't not reflect the opinions of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Gary Parish. <laughs> no, I. I don't know. I. I actually. What's funny? I. I don't know very much about that situation, but what I've heard. Uh, sounds pretty bad. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is I don't. I don't think people who are calling for heads understand due process very well. So you're right. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. No, you're right. This is true. This is true. But yeah. So as far as Bryce drew, I guess like, I don't know how you fix that because I, what I'm seeing is like, I'm not seeing any instances of like Bryce drew, not being a good coach. Like I'm seeing all the signs like, no, he is still a good coach. Is it genuinely just like this Lopes team is way less talented than the Dan Marley teams. Like, is that it? And like I would I I would say maybe like maybe maybe this team is just not as talented as like as like Dwayne Russell, Josh Braun, Alessandro Lever, Oscar Freyer. Like that team was just we, more talented than this. We team. also don't have Javon Blackshire. That's true. We're dealing with injuries and, and Wyo's missed some time, Baker's missed some time. Um so that that's true. And and that's why I'll say like, and like you said, I don't think Bryce Drew's on the hot seat right now. Yeah. But but I do think that GCU, uh, I think that GCU, with what this school has been, with what this basketball program has been, if you consistently, and, and I would say if this happens again next year, it would be consistently. If you consistently underperform the Dan Marley teams, you got to go. Sure, um, sure. And so I guess the, the thing was with, with Marley is like, Marley's teams were always good and they were always talented, but you knew that they were never going to make the tournament. Like you knew that they were never because like he wasn't a good coach. They weren't well coached. They weren't super gritty. They weren't going to win the big games to get there. They weren't going to win the WAC championship. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with, with a Bryce drew team and that's even, even now I'll still say like Bryce drew's team is gritty. They play hard. They're well coached. They can win any game, but they're just not as talented. Sure. Well, and another thing that I would say you could gauge the, health of the program with is I remember when Tim Finke, you know, he spent one year at GCU and then transferred yeah. out. Yeah. Now, whether or not he came to GCU just to play with his brother, I don't know. I feel like you don't commit to some place your freshman year just to play with your brother. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, mean, why didn't he go to Illinois? He was a four-star recruit. He could have committed to Illinois. Exactly. Probably, right. Probably, right? So, uh, you know, maybe not, but so you, I was concerned when he left. And then we had Damari leave and then a couple of other guys. And that's where I was like, mm, something's not right here. We got kids transferring out from what, you know, to the public eye looks like a really awesome place to play college basketball. Yeah. And I was, you know, we were all pretty concerned about that. The thing about Bryce drew is you don't, 
you don't really have guys transferring out. You had Dima Zador, you know, he was a grad transfer though. So he, he had spent his four years and, you know, he was a transfer coming into GCU and then he transferred out. So it's, you know, that's one guy and his move was not a linear move. It was not a move up. He moved down. Yeah. No, no disrespect to UTRGV, but he moved down and he was a grad transfer. But aside from that, who else has transferred out in the Bryce drew? Um, what about those? Did were those were they grad transfers? Didn't we get two guys from ASU last year? Um, Cherry, Cherry, and someone else. I can't remember did, the other one. Did they transferred. Did they Cherry graduate? Grants? Cherry graduated. Okay. Then yeah. Then yeah. I don't know. Um, Holland Woods was the other one I was thinking of. Holland Woods graduated as well. Okay. Then yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Then I. I don't know. Um. I don't know. I think you're right in that. Yeah. The, the program, like you said, uh, the program, it seems like from a health perspective is good. Um, I, I just wonder what has to happen for this team to, to get more talented and maybe like, I I don't know, like maybe this is the thing of like, to a certain extent, like Bryce Drew does like, it takes a time to build a program, right? Like the first year, even though he made the tournament, like that wasn't his team. You know, that was Dan Marley's team, right? Like those weren't his guys. And so it might take a while to like get like his, it seems like now he kind of has his guys, but like, uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Here, here's, I, here's I, where I, I, I want to see that. what he does on the, I want to see what he does in recruitment this, this off season. Yeah. Here's where I stand on that. I agree with you. If it was 2017 or 2018, we are in the transfer portal era and you got guys like Jerome Tang who are taking over the Kansas state basketball program where they were absolute garbage last year. They were picked to finish last in their conference and they're what one or two games out from being conference champions or co-conference champions with, with Kansas. Yeah. The transfer portal has changed that completely. And whether or not Bryce drew taking over a Dan Marley roster and just coaching them better to the point where they were, you know, meeting their potential and winning a WAC championship or whether it was him bringing in Asbjorn Metgard and a couple of his other, you know, his own transfers. Yeah. What I would like to see is, you know, we had, we had YO come in as a transfer from Nebraska and we're like, Whoa, we got this big dude, this massive guy coming from a big 10 team. And look at, what we are getting out of him. He's really good defensively. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. he's a liability with the ball in his hands. Right. You know, and then we got, you know, who else has transferred in? We got Noah Bauman, who he has filled his role. He's been good. No, yeah. He's, he's filled he's his role. Good. You know, we've had Josh Baker, who that's a question of whether he is filling his role or is he, or has he limited himself to a role that is, well, less than what he could be yeah and it'll be interesting to see so like as far as and obviously like this is the way too early it almost feels like talking about this is saying that we're giving up on the season right saying like well what's next you're gonna be but like it is worth looking at we're losing bauman we're losing alice um and we're losing a yeah um what that and uh, you know although i really really like those all three of those guys we're not losing our core. Like we're not losing no. any starters. No. So we're in a position. We are losing where, depth like, though. We're losing depth. And our depth is already not good. But but like you said, I guess like the, the transfer portal is huge. And, and GCU has been pretty inclined to go through the transfer portal. But that's not the only way to do it. Um, One of my favorite stories of this year, and it's a team that I will be rooting for just because all around I love them, is Marquette. Um, oh, absolutely. Are you familiar with Shaka so, so Marquette, Smart, baby? Let's Shaka go. Smart. Shaka Smart's incredible. Um, I've been a Shaka Smart fan since since the Virginia Commonwealth era. Yep. Um, he, you know, he was back. Even though like, he struggled at Texas. Texas. He he had a hard time at Texas. He bounced back at Marquette. The thing he's done with Marquette is Marquette was not super great last year. Marquette was not projected to be good at all this year. Uh, and what he did is he essentially didn't get anyone off the transfer portal. He just recruited and built his own team. Like all these guys on this Marquette team, like are Shaka Smart, are either guys. freshmen, are either freshmen that he got or they played there last year. And now Marquette um, 
now Marquette is number th- like 13 in the country, according Dude, to Ken Palm. They're yeah, in Ken Palm, they're 13. They're like sixth in the AP poll. Yeah. They're really good. And so, <laughs> and so to say, like, obviously, uh, Marquette is a school in the Big East, and Shaka Smart is a much bigger name. Um, not only that, but- not only that, they just clinched their first ever Big East regular Big season East championship. Title. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, that's a really impressive story, especially, like you said, in the era of the transfer portal. And it seems like, well, you just, it's like free agency, man. You just build your team off the portal. It is nice to see Marquette doing what they're doing and all all definitely rooting for them. But I think it shows, right? Like, you can still do it the traditional way. You can go get your guys. And the way that the, with the the way the Wolves are right now, uh, and it's not to say, like, you, you shouldn't or you can't use the transfer portal. I would like to see with this Lopes class, losing three guys i would like to see the lopes get one big prospect out of high school like one dude who's gonna be awesome like get just find one four-star recruit we got a really tall guy coming out of somewhere in the west valley like a 7-1 kid yeah but he's he's pretty strong i can't remember his name get a good four-star recruit and then and then go get yourself um Go get yourself some combo guards. Yeah. Get get yourself some Noah Bowman's. Get yourself get yourself some two three fours. Um, and I closed in that like yeah they can just run it back next year right like if if this doesn't go well they can well, next year they'll have everyone back they'll have Blackshear healthy um and then they'll have the option to like fill their bench their depth with with um, like worst case scenario they're running back the same starting lineup with Blackshear healthy hopefully. And whatever depth they pick up from the transfer portal or from freshmen, which honestly, like, I guess I don't see the Lopes getting worse next year is the thing. Sure. Like worst case scenario, we'll still have Blackshear and Harrison. Kobe Knox will be a year older, McLaughlin still, and then Y.O. with a bench of like whoever we can get, you know. Um, I'm really excited for the future of Kobe Knox. Dude, me too. He just got his he just got his third whack freshman of the week. He's 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 been awesome. I I'm yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'm really excited to see what we get from him. Man. Yeah, I guess that really closes out. What You said something about talking about this makes it feel like we're giving up on this season. And yeah, it absolutely right. does. I agree with you there. Regardless, imagine we go in and win the WAC tournament. Just imagine. Do you still feel good about this season or are you just excited that we did it? No, I, I feel really good about the season. That literally is all matters. Like I, I feel really good. Sure, about sure. But like, do you feel like we actually earned it or deserved yes. it? Yes. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like just just because like of how hard the wax going to be. Like, I'm saying like, yeah, if we beat UTRGV and then Southern Utah and then Sam Houston State and then Utah Valley in four straight days, like I'm going to be over the moon and I will have completely forgotten everything that's happened all regular season. Yeah, well, they I mean, have to be not split masters to win more than one game in a think about week. How, no, but think about how nuts that path is. Sure, but the you have to win like, more than one game in a week. You do, right? Which is why I'm saying like it's probably not going to happen, right? But if it does, yeah, then it, the season is miraculous, and Bryce Drew is is a man among boys. <laughs> hey, what if I told you that GCU and Ken Palm is still ranked higher than Seattle U? Dude, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, really actually, sucks. you know what? You know what? I'm we gonna should not be. We no, should not be. Not no. Yeah. No. no. Absolutely. Um, not. Yeah. Man, uh, lobes are making me sad. No kidding. Let's let's move on from this. I, this is really depressing. Let's go to around the whack. I'll start out. I'll start out with the Kimball on around yeah. the whack. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> oh, actually, before we do that, let's talk about the new logo. Um. There is a new logo. It exists and it's new. Dude, Zach. I don't have anything else to say about this new logo, man. (laughs) Is this for real? Yeah, it's for real. They showed a whole video about it before the game. And there was a lot of um, not happy reactions in the crowd. And then following the game, not happy reactions on Twitter. Yeah, I haven't actually seen anything about it at all on Twitter. So it's funny that you say that. I've been looking at stuff I... I don't see anything. Most of the things that I saw was in the comments of people being like, we lost because of the new logo. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, I'm wondering why th- that it's even a thing. Why do we have to change the logo? 
I don't know. I don't. The like only it. thing I can think of is maybe we got a trademark claim from TCU because it oh. looks very similar, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that seems weird. That seems unlikely. So yeah, I mean, looking forward to next year with the new Lopes and the new with the new logo. Yeah, I don't like the new logo, but I, I guess don't either. Okay. It reminds me of it reminds me of the Suns jerseys in like 2014. We tried that same thing with like Phoenix, and it was horrible. But mm-hmm. I guess I'm only salty because the team was so horrible. I like simply couldn't care any less. <laughs> but yeah, hey, um, I know that this is a uh basketball podcast, but did you see what our baseball team did over the weekend? Yes, I did. They are currently what five and two, six and two now. They beat Ohio State. They, they beat Ohio State on a walk off two and zero against Ohio State. Okay. Yep, two and zero against Ohio State. And two and zero against Gonzaga. Yes, they did. And one of those was a double yeah. double header day. Unfortunately, there were double. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, Saturday was a double header. Unfortunately, they are zero and two mm-hmm. against teams from Michigan. So, <laughs> but are. the rest of the nation, the, uh, the rest Michigan of the nation, they're undefeated. So six and zero against forty nine states that aren't named Michigan. Let's yeah. go. Um, uh, I got to get down there and watch some GCU baseball. Um, yeah. Oh. Over my spring break, you don't say. March 10th, 11th, 12th, they're playing at home against New Mexico State. Oh, no way. Wow, <laughs> I'm going to go. Nice. All right, now um, we'll, we'll head yeah. back to the, the Around the Whack. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We'll start with the, the basketball podcast. Right. <laughs> All right, after defending its Kimball title at Seattle U on Thursday, February 23rd, Utah Valley had a chance to retain the Kimball at Tarleton State. I would like to remind you, Zach, and our lovely listeners that you were adamant, regardless of Tarleton's home record, that UVU would win. Yeah. Tarleton, however, spoiled the Wolverines' night, routing the WAC frontrunners by 19 points. Do you have nothing anything to say sense. to the people? Nothing makes sense. No, it's just like, whatever. Like, nothing makes sense. Tarleton's okay. crazy at home. We've known this. Like, I... I, I guess I, got, I let myself get fooled because Tarleton's been crazy at home all year, and then they, like, lost lost at home to UTRGV or something. And I thought like, Oh, the all it's all, everything's bogus, but no, they are crazy at home. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, they, I, I, I don't know why I'm surprised when they did what they did to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't like, I guess like, I don't read too much into that. It's just like, that's the way it goes. You know, gotcha. it's like the whack is just like that this year, yep. but yeah, it, it was very surprising. Well, on Saturday, February 25th, the Texans had a chance to retain the Kimball and keep it until next season because they do not have any whack games remaining. Well, they had a road game against UT Rio Grande Valley. However, the Vaqueros took Tarleton to overtime and snatched the Kimball away, winning 99-95. to the Vaqueros will have a chance to defend their Kimball title and retain it until next season as well, as they travel to Riverside to face the Lancers of Cal Baptist. Zach, will they retain the Kimball? No. That's what you said last week. I'm just, yeah, I'm just rocking with home teams, man. I don't know. And UCRG is the most unpredictable team on planet Earth. I have no idea what that team is going to do ever. Um, Yeah. All right. Hey, it's been a really crazy week in the whack, man. It has been. Um, we've had some really good basketball games. Like sure. maybe games that don't matter a lot, but like on Wednesday, Stephen F. Austin beat Abilene Christian by two and double overtime. Mm-hmm. Like that game was crazy. AJ could could stay? Is that how you say his name? We had a hard time saying it. Could juice. Could went crazy. Scored twenty nine. Nice. Um, dude's really awesome. Um, obviously Tarleton beat the brakes off of Utah Valley, which is just a like a huge question mark. Um, that seems really weird to me. Uh, and then on Saturday, another really good game where UTRG, like you mentioned, UTRGV beat Tarleton by four in mm-hmm. overtime. Um, and then UT Arlington and Utah Tech game was crazy. UT Arlington beat Utah Tech by two in overtime. Um, so lots of really good games. Um, last week. Um. Yeah, in the last week of conference play, I think like the the Wimmers are kind of set. Um, well, that's not true. The Wimmers are not set, but like the the Wimmers are starting to come into play. Um, it's it's very it's looking very likely 
Um, it's looking very likely that Arlington is going to be the 12 seed. They're kind of locked in there. And it's also looking pretty likely the Utah Tech is going to be the 11 seed, uh, which is interesting because if GCU right now were the sixth seed, and it looks like we're probably going to stay there, I, I don't really see us moving unless. Well, who does Stephen F. Austin play this week? Stephen F. Austin. Oh, plays... Yeah, they host Sam Houston. Yeah. And then they and then they go. Oh, yeah. They host Sam Houston and then they go to Utah Valley. They could lose two games. Yeah. So we actually, there's still a pretty decent chance that we jump back into the five spot then if that's what their schedule is like if we split um and the other thing to keep an eye on is seattle u and southern utah are very tight southern southern utah is a 0.05 on seattle for that three seed so like that still is super up in the air yeah Um, incidentally if gcu beats southern utah what it'll probably mean is that GC will jump into the five and southern utah will fall into the four so we would actually likely play them so there's a world where GCU beats Southern Utah, loses to Utah Tech, and then its first two games in Vegas are Utah Tech and Southern Utah. <laughs> like that's, a, that's probably like one of the most likely outcomes. Lovely. Um, if Vegas started today, we'd be playing Utah Tech in the first round and then Southern Utah in the second round. Sure. Um, and those are the two teams we have this week. Um, it's on the road, so I I, I like this opportunity. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I just want to see this team look good. I just need to see this team look good. Um, we have two games left before the conference tournaments. Um, and I just I just really badly want the Lopes to to look good. So. It, it would make me feel a lot better if we won two games this week. Connor. I would take back everything I said about this this season feeling like a failure. Yeah. If we won two games this week. I think that'd be really cool. That would be cool. Cool is a great adjective, but here's the thing. It's not gonna happen. I know. It's just not. You know what is gonna happen? We're gonna a split. split. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna lose both though. Even though we're we're dogs in both, we're not gonna lose both. We're gonna split. Yep. Imagine we lose both, break the split merchant curse, and then win four in a row in Vegas. Dude. <laughs> wow. Tactical feeding. Don't don't get me don't get me too excited now. Yeah. No, I would I would put that Gonzaga kids tuition on us splitting this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. In other news, I know it has nothing to do with the whack, but as far as I'm concerned, March Madness began today. It did, and you know what? It did not disappoint. No, the first—that's <laughs> literally like the first game of March Madness. Like it's okay. These, as far as I'm concerned, conference tournaments are March Madness. Absolutely, they They're are. Awesome. Who cares if it starts in February? Conference tournaments are March Madness, and for the first game to end basically on a buzzer beater. With with Bellerman getting the win, which like Bellerman's an incredible, awesome story. Yeah, like just a beautiful way, just a beautiful way for March March Madness to kick off. And the other game was good too. Queens beat Florida Gulf Coast, uh, and I believe that this is their first year in D one. So, oh really? They're, uh, I think not. Yeah, Queens is their it's their first year um, in D one, and they they pulled that out, which is really great. And then I I think now they play Liberty, which which is, will be tough. But. Yeah. So is Queens going to be the next Bellerman? <laughs> no, because they're gonna lose the Liberty. Yeah, you're right. Um, Liberty stinking good. I just though. like, yeah. And so is Kennesaw State. Like that's who they those are. two teams play. Uh, yep. So so we'll see. Um, but yeah, um, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good outside of the whack. There's a lot of good college basketball. Um, over the next couple of days, really um, quickly, even just Zach, like tomorrow. Yeah. Really quickly. So you mentioned Kennesaw State. You want to know what their highest rating or highest component is? In Ken Palm, what the luck rating? They are the eighth luckiest team in the NCAA, according because to Ken Palm. The Atlantic Sun Conference. Yeah, <laughs> Kennesaw State is ranked one twenty nine higher than GCU. Lifts up. Liberty is number forty two in the country on Ken Palm. Yep, <laughs> dude. Dude, the Flames—they're looking good. And, and you know who they're playing? Good. They're they playing are Bellerman. playing. Yep, Bellerman. Yeah. Here. The same Kennesaw team that State. beat them in the conference championship last year. Kennesaw State being the luckiest team is so funny to me. <laughs> Anyways, I cut you off. My my apologies. No, you're good. Um, I was just going to say just tomorrow, Wednesday, Tuesday. What's tomorrow? Tuesday, the 28th. Mm-hmm. The Horizon League kicks off. Let's we have go. the second round of the Atlantic Sun. Um, We have... The Patriot League kicking off a, a league that I personally very much enjoy. 
We have the Sun Belt kicking off. A lot of good teams there. Um, so so the wax the 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 March Madness has begun. Um, it began today. Um, check out check out some other conference tournaments. And as, and as always, lopes up. Hey, are we gonna do? Uh, I think we should do a special. So we'll do one more episode this week where we preview next week's games. Yep. And then for next week's episode, we can do like the recap. And then instead of a preview, what if we did like a special where we did like a whack tournament bracket? That'd be sweet. I think we should do that. I'd be happy to do that. Because I don't know if we're going to get a podcast up every night of whack Vegas. Yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have anything else whack related, GCU related, basketball Um, related, GCU baseball related? No, I'm sad about the Cougars. Are you though? I I thought you hated them. I, I, do, I have a love-hate relationship with the Cougars. Um, <laughs> like, I am... I, I, I'm i sad because I wanted them to win, but I'm also happy because they didn't win. What's their um, best player's name? Uh, Randall? Uh, Tommy Randall. Tommy Randall? Randolph. So, Randolph, yeah, he's so good. So, um, they... Uh, congratulations to Pima. They face-guarded him, and he looked bad. Like they, He looked bad so, at both teams that we played him, too. So, he... Uh, he fouled out or either that or he was he had four fouls really early in the game and as soon as he was on the bench the team played better but every time he was in the game they just tried to force him the ball and they would either turn it over or he'd get the ball and force a really bad shot not that he's not talented or anything but really talented phoenix christian is gcu in the dan marley era i'm kind of glad to see they lost to highland prep um who then lost to Pima? Yeah, but like Highland last year, like had a tough go of it because, like, remember they they were they they dominated everyone all year. It was, it was I the think one last seed. Year, last year was their first year, I think, of like being a team, like being a school. I don't like, remember. Like, they live. The, they're right next to my house as well. Yeah, so they play at surprise with us. We played them last year in tennis. It was a very. It was our first, I think it was their first year being a school or first year being in the AIA, and mm-hmm. we just like absolutely did like the yuck keyest things to them like we beat them so badly in tennis like they didn't win any games it was like six oh six oh nine times oh um, my gosh but their basketball team was number one but they were yeah. number one in the state because they went undefeated and didn't play any good teams all year mm-hmm. and then they lost to the eight seeded cougars um, yeah in the quarters and i felt like oh surely this is the year well, um, so it's kind of it's kind of good that they got their revenge, I guess. Well, and Highland lost two games to their both of their games this year to the Cougs by a combined five yeah. points. Yeah, and I was, you know, like so I said, I was with, I was with Ryan. Hard to beat a team three times, isn't that what they said? That's exactly what I said to Ryan. I said it's hard to beat a team three yep. times, and I think I think yeah, Highland's going to beat the tar out of them. So yeah, and they did, and they did, and lost to Pima. They definitely did. Congratulations, yep. Pima. Yep, that was big time. Other than that. Tune into the Lopes games this week. We got a Wednesday and a Friday game again. And, uh, you know, we'll be having an episode released on Wednesday. So tune into that. But until then, Lopes up. Big bucket by McMillan for three. Dishes out the blaster for three. Harrison. Up high. Put back by the corner. Push back out. Harrison quickly to the block and drives baseline. Barrel. No doubt about it. Oh, Barry, you bounced out of your seat on that. I never thought you with a big right hand. Give a loads a three-point advantage. Yeah, you guys are looking pretty sharp.